Let's pray, and then we're going to get into God's Word together, all right? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for living a life just like ours so that you could be near us, so that we could be near you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to us this morning. I pray that you would teach us, give us revelation so that we can live our lives for you. We love you so much, and we want nothing more and nothing else than more of you, Jesus. So help us with that this morning. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. So, like I said, the Gospel of Mark chapter 1 verse 14 is where we're going to start. But before we start, I have a question. And this question really goes out to a lot of the kids. Uh, but adults can think about this too. I want you to think about the best vacation you've ever been on. Anybody here ever been on vacation? Been on vacation, small ones, big ones, whatever. Been on vacation before? Think about the very best one that you've ever been on. And even if maybe you haven't liked any of your vacations that you've been on, think of what the coolest vacation would be. The coolest vacation. Does anybody want to share what their coolest vacation would be? I want one person. If What's the coolest vacation for you? Going to Florida? That sounds awesome. I would love a vacation like that. Okay, who, who else in here wants to go to Florida for vacation? All right, come on. Yep, <laughs> me too. All right, we'll, we'll start a mission trip or something so we can go on vacation. Go, okay, Florida vacation, that would be awesome. So uh, my favorite vacation that I remember going on whenever I was a kid, this is when I was 10 years old, I went on a cruise. Anybody ever been on a cruise? Yeah. Okay, so when I was 10 years old, I went on a cruise, and that was like the coolest vacation for me, and I remember thinking about that vacation for like months and months, it, because the cruise, it happened whenever I got out of school that year, and my mom and dad and my grandma and grandpa, they told us what we were doing, and we were going as a big family. I remember that I was 10, because we had these cheesy, funny shirts made that said, Cruising is more fun in 2001. <laughs> my last name is Moore, in case you didn't know. So it was, a, it was cheesy, but it was fun. And so I remember I was 10 years old, went on this cruise, and I thought about it for months and months and months. All I could think about was going on this cruise. I bet if your parents told you you were going to Florida, you would be thinking about Florida all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. So all I could think about was going on a cruise and going on vacation. And every day I was waiting for this. I would think about it whenever I woke up in the morning. I would think about it whenever I went to sleep at night. I would always be thinking about vacation. And it felt like the time dragged on and on, and it took forever. It took forever for vacation to finally get here. But when it got here, when the time was finally ready for vacation, it was like everything stopped. Everything was perfect. Everything was okay in the world. And my mom and dad, they said, okay, pack up. Stop what you're doing, Micah. Whatever it is, stop. We're leaving and going on vacation. And that was the best thing for me ever. That cruise was awesome. They had a pizza bar 24 hours a day. And as a chunky little 10-year-old, that was my favorite thing ever. 
I got to go eat a bunch of pizza. So vacation was awesome. And when the time was finally there, they said, okay, Micah, stop what you're doing. Let's pack up. Let's go. We're finally doing this thing that you've been waiting for. And so here's what I want to ask you. Thinking about that vacation, whether it's Florida or wherever else that you really like and want to go on vacation, if your mom and dad said, whatever your name is, if your mom and dad said, hey, stop what you're doing. It's time to pack up and go on vacation. Would you stop it and get in the car? You're going to go with them, right? Now, here's a question. What if you were playing your favorite video game? Would you still get in the car and go on vacation? Yeah? Indefinitely? Is that what I heard? That would maybe be a little bit harder, but you'd still want to go, right? Well, what if you were sleeping? My parents, I think, woke me up like early in the morning while I was still sleeping to go on vacation. If you were having a really good nap or a really good sleep, would you still want to get up and go on vacation? If they said, stop what you're doing, stop taking a nap, stop sleeping, and let's go get in the car, you still do it? All right, what if you had a friend over? What would you do then? Take them with you? That's great. Very, very nice. Take them with you, and if they can't come with you, hey, friend, sorry, you got to go because I'm going on vacation, right? It's time for me to leave. Well, here's the deal. This is, this is why I say all of that because I'm about to read a scripture. I'm about to read something about Jesus because what Jesus does right here, and I'll say the words a little bit, but then we'll read it. Jesus tells all of the people that he's talking to, he says, the time is here. The time is finally here. The time has finally come. The kingdom of God is at hand. Now check this out. The kingdom of God is bigger and better and cooler than any vacation we could ever go on. God's kingdom means that it's finally here. God who felt like he was so far away and we couldn't ever talk to him. He's right here with us. And he wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to me. He wants to tell us how much he loves us. His kingdom is right here. That thing that you've been waiting your whole life for is finally here. And he says, stop what you're doing. Whatever it is, it's not as important as vacation. It's not as important as the kingdom of God. He didn't say vacation. It's not as important as the kingdom of God. Stop what you're doing and believe in my good news. This good news. So I'm going to read it how Jesus says it here, but I want you to think about what you would do if you were getting ready to go on vacation and your parents came and said, hey, stop what you're doing. Let's go. Verse 14. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. The gospel means the good news of God. God's good news and saying the time is fulfilled. The time is right now. It's here. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Whenever Jesus says repent right here, there, a lot of times I think he's saying, say you're sorry. Say, say you feel really bad for all the things that you've done. And there's some of that that's included in it. There's, there's some of that that the word repent does mean that. But Ultimately, at the very bottom of the, like, what repent means is stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. If vacation is here, that's so great. That's so awesome. What if your parents planned this great, awesome vacation, and then you never went to it? That would be really lame. That would not be fun. The cool thing about a vacation is actually going to do the vacation, 
actually be in there. And to be able to do that, you have to stop whatever you're doing. If you're playing video games, you got to stop. If you're taking a nap or you're sleeping, you have to stop that thing. It, whatever it is, no matter how cool, no matter how fun it is, you have to stop that thing and you have to listen to your mom and dad. Because if you don't, then they're going to go on vacation without you. Has anybody ever seen the movie Home Alone? Yeah? See the movie Home Alone? The whole family went on vacation without him. He thought it was pretty cool. He stuck around and hung out in the house, but how sad would that be? Remember whenever he found out that uh, he was all alone and he was so sad and he smacked his face and screamed in the mirror? I would do that, but I'd slap the mic and it would be really loud and nobody would like that. But his family left him. They went on vacation without him. Nobody would want to do that. But to go on vacation, you have to stop what you're doing and you have to listen to your parents. That's what's required. And you know what? Sometimes it's hard to stop what you're doing and listen to your parents. Anybody here feel like it's hard to listen to your parents sometimes? Come on now. Amen. We got people getting saved on the front row. Sometimes it's hard to listen to your parents, but if you know that what they're asking you to do is so good, if you know what they're wanting you to do and what they're asking of you means you get to go to Florida or you get to go on a cruise or you get to go do some cool thing, then absolutely it's worth it, even if it's hard. Even if you have to stop doing something cool that you really like and you really enjoy, it's worth it because you're going to go do something awesome. So this is what's happening, and I'm talking to kids, I'm talking to adults right here, anybody in the room. Jesus comes onto the scene, and this is the first message that he preaches. He go, he's just coming in from out in the wilderness, fasting and praying, and he comes in and he says, Good news is here. The time is fulfilled. The time's finally come. This thing that you've waited your whole life for, it's here, it's now. The gospel, the good news of God, the kingdom of God is at hand. So repent. Stop what you're doing. If this is happening, if we're leaving for vacation right now, something's got to change for you. Something needs to change in your life. And listen, so many people will get caught up on this word repentance and they'll think, I have to stop doing this. I have to stop doing that. I have to do more of this and do more of that. That way God can love me. That way God can like me more. No. I'll tell you this right now. God loves you as much as he's ever going to love you. No matter what you're doing, no matter what mess up you made this week, no matter how bad you've done things, God loves you just as much right now as the nicest, most righteous person in the world. God loves you just as much as that person. You repenting doesn't make God love you any less or any more. But listen, if his kingdom is right here, if his kingdom is at hand, if God's kingdom is right here, his move, his presence here on this earth, he's telling you, repent, not so that I'll love you, but repent so that you can actually get on board and go experience this kingdom that's right here at hand. Vacation is right at hand. Vacation is just around the corner. Vacation is just there. But if you don't stop what you're doing and get in the minivan, you're not going to be able to go. So what I'm telling you, what Jesus is telling the people right here is the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God made it available. He made it free. Y'all, I didn't have to pay for the cruise that I went on. I was 10 years old. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody else paid for that thing for me. And Jesus is saying right here, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's 
free of cost. It's right here for you. All I'm asking you to do is repent. Stop doing what you're doing. Stop doing the, the way that you've always lived your life. Drop it, stop it, and come believe in me. Follow me. Whatever it is, stop that thing and follow me. So this repent and believe in the gospel is stop what you're doing. Whatever it is, just stop and listen and follow. And so the next verses show a few guys who did just that. So Jesus comes up, he says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The good news is here. God is right here with us. God loves you. God cares about you. God wants to move in your life. God wants to heal. God wants to show you how much he loves you. So repent. Stop what you're doing. Repent and believe in my gospel. Believe in my good news. And here's some people that immediately, Mark says immediately all the time, that immediately after he says this message, that's exactly what they do. So let's read about them. Verses 16 to 20. So Jesus just said, Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Stop what you're doing and follow me. And immediately they put down their nets. They followed him. They stopped what they were doing. That is repentance. It's not just them saying, God, Jesus, I'm sorry for all the bad things I've ever done. Jesus, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. Again, like I said, that's a part of repentance. But at the very basic level, it's stop what you're doing and come with me. Stop the thing that you've been trusting in before. These fishing nets, you know, what is your livelihood? You know, them putting down their fishing nets meant putting down their ability to pay their bills that week. It meant a lot of really hard things. It meant leaving their livelihoods. As we'll see here pretty soon, it's going to mean leaving their families even. It's putting down a lot of things, but Jesus says, stop what you're doing. Whatever that is, stop what you're doing and follow me. So immediately, they left their nets and they followed him. And going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee. If anybody wants to have fun, say the word Zebedee. How fun was that? That's fun to say. If you want to have fun, can you say Zebedee? Yeah, I'm looking at you. Zebedee's a fun word to say. Okay, I'll say it again. Zebedee. And going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending their nets. And immediately, he called them. He called them. And immediately, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. These are such short stories, but look at these people. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, believe in my gospel, believe in my good news. And then he went to people and he said, you, come follow me. And immediately they just dropped what they were doing and they followed Jesus. That is a life of repentance. A life that is quick to repent is a life that's quick to say, Jesus, whatever it is that I'm doing, it's not worth more than you. Jesus, whatever this is, I'll put it down and I'll follow you. You know, sometimes Jesus would ask us, I'll say all the time, things that are bad, 
absolutely, Jesus wants us to put those things down. If Jesus is speaking to you today, and I'm saying this to the kids and to the adults, because no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, you are old enough to follow Jesus. You are old enough to be a disciple of Jesus. Because Jesus can speak to you and he can say, follow me. And if Jesus tells you to follow him, whatever it is that you're doing, if you put those things down and you follow him, you are a disciple and you are a follower of Jesus. Just as much as I am. Just as much as the oldest person in your life is. No matter how old you are, you can follow Jesus right now. Which is huge. That's the biggest thing. That's what you were created to do. You were created for your whole life to follow Jesus and to serve him. And so if you can start doing that when you're five years old, when you're four years old, whatever age you are, if you can start doing that right now, man, you got a whole good life ahead of you. A whole good life ahead of you. And so that's why I'm saying this. Jesus, he came to these people and he said, my kingdom is right here. The good stuff that I have to offer, my life that I want to give you in exchange for the life that, you know, isn't that great that you could do on your own. It's right here. It's right at hand. It's here for you. So repent. Stop what you're doing. Whatever it is, it's not important enough. Whatever it is, it's not as big of a deal as my kingdom. Repent. Stop what you're doing and come follow me. So then he goes and finds these guys. They're out fishing. They're out making their money. They're out doing their job. They're out with their father even, with their family. And he says, follow me. Come follow me. And immediately they stop what they're doing and they go follow him. Now I'm telling you right now, if you are under 18 years of age, do not pack your bags and leave your mom and dad's or your grandparents' house. Okay? Uh, If you hear Jesus calling you and saying to follow him, that is not saying you need to run away from home. Okay? Y'all heard me? Parents, you heard me? You, You can reinforce that with your kids. Do not pack and leave your house. But even while you're living, wherever you're living, you can live your life in a way that follows Jesus. You can live your life in a way that says, Jesus, what you want to do, I want to do that. And what you don't, I don't want to do. You can follow Jesus even in your parents' house. You can follow Jesus no matter how old you are, how young you are. You can be following Jesus right now. And so even if it's a good thing, I talked about video games earlier. Video games aren't bad. Video games can be really fun and really cool and good. But just like the vacation story, you can't go on vacation and play video games at the same time, right? Maybe if you take it with you, you could plug it in wherever you're going. But when your parents say, hey, stop what you're doing. We got to go on vacation. You got to put that thing down some. Maybe it's a good thing. And Jesus just says, hey, if you want to follow me, Play your video games just a little bit less and spend a little bit more time praying and listening to what I want to say to you. It's not always bad. Sleep is a good thing. You need to sleep. But maybe Jesus says, hey, if you, follow, if you want to follow me, maybe you wake up a little bit early and pray to me a little bit and read your Bible some and just listen to me and spend some time with me. Maybe that's a part of following Jesus. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. But I'm telling you, if it is a bad thing, Jesus wants you to put that down and follow him. If there's anything that is standing in the way of you following Jesus, stop it. Put it down. It's not worth it. It's not going to be good for you. 
put that thing down, stop that thing, and follow Jesus. If you've been seeing pictures or things that you know just aren't right, pictures or videos, things that you know, I, I shouldn't be doing this, I shouldn't be looking at this, put it down, stop it. Put that down and follow Jesus, whatever it is. If you've been saying bad words at school because your friends think it's cool and they're asking you to do it too, whatever that is, put it down. Stop it. Put that thing down and follow Jesus. Big, small, whatever. Like I said, sometimes it's good things. Sometimes it's bad things. But whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Nothing is more important than following Jesus and experiencing the goodness of his kingdom. And y'all, I've been using kid examples, I know but I'm preaching to every single person in this room right now, okay? So you can translate whatever into your adult hearing, and yes, stop it. Put it down. Put that thing down, and let's follow Jesus together. This is the very beginning of his ministry, when he's first getting things started off, and we're going to see a whole life filled with miracles and filled with signs and wonders and Jesus asking such big things from his people. But the very first thing that he says is, my kingdom is at hand. That thing that you've waited your whole life for is right here. So what stops you from putting that stuff down that would get in the way of following me? Stop it. Put it down and come to me. Believe me. Believe in my gospel. Believe in my good news. Y'all, Jesus is going somewhere. Jesus is going on a vacation that we don't know anything about because it's just awesome. Jesus, he's on the move. He's doing powerful things. He would take our lives in places that we've never imagined they could be. Never imagined they could go. Bigger than any Disney World, bigger than any cruise we could try to go on. Jesus can take us places. And he's telling us right now, hey, my work in you is right here. It's right now. It's ready for you. Whatever that is that's keeping you from following me, stop it. Put it down. It's not worth it. If it's a friend that's getting in your way, put it down. Don't put them down. As in, like, Don't kill anybody. But put that relationship aside and follow me. Whatever it is that's getting in the way right now, it's not worth it. Jesus' kingdom, his good news is right here. It's at hand. So put that stuff down and follow me. Put that stuff down and follow me. Whatever it is, like I said, it's not worth it. It's a pretty simple message. You know, Jesus' first message here in Scripture, it takes up two verses. It's not some big, long thing that he says. It's not a whole bunch of words. It's very short, sweet, concise, to the point, and straight to the heart. That what God has to offer is right here. It's graspable. It's not far off. Some people live their whole lives thinking that what God wants for them is beyond their reach. They think, oh man, God's too good. God's too great. I've done too many bad things. I can never get there. So they're just going to stay right where they're at. But Jesus is saying this good news, it's right here. It's within your reach. It is at hand. It's within reach. I'm right here for you, right here with you. So whatever it is that's keeping you from following me, put it down. Repent. Say you're sorry. Stop what you're doing and follow Jesus. And follow him. 
you can be a disciple. This, uh, these four guys that put their nets down, that stopped their fishing, they became Jesus' first disciples. And ultimately, that's, that's what a disciple is, someone who's decided to put down whatever they were doing, to stop whatever they were doing, and to follow him. And so I want to say that again, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, you can be a disciple right here and right now. And this is what I want to do. I want us to spend a little bit of time praying and reflecting. I, I want to ask the ministry teams to come forward. Here, as I'm done praying, I, I'm going to open up. If you want to come and receive prayer from someone at the front, I want you to be welcome and open to do that. Listen, even if it's receiving prayer from somebody who's sitting next to you right now, ask them to pray with you. I want you to be able to pray with somebody to, uh, this morning. But we have ministry teams up here that are ready to pray with you. And I want to spend some time in prayer. And I, I want to ask this of everybody. No matter how old, no matter how young you are, whenever you're, we're praying, would you do this? Will you ask Jesus? Ask Jesus. Say, Jesus, what do you want me to stop doing so I can follow you? Jesus, what do you want me to stop doing so I can follow you? And I believe that God's going to speak to you. I believe that God will show you that. And listen, if you, as you leave here, whatever that thing is, if you make a decision to stop that thing, to put that down and follow him, you are a disciple of Jesus. You are following him. And God does powerful, powerful things with his disciples. So let's pray again. Whenever I'm praying, I want you to pray, Jesus, what do you want me to stop doing? so that I can follow you. Young, old, whoever, I want us to ask the Lord for that. Lord Jesus, what do you want us to put down? What, is, what do you want us to stop doing so that we can follow you? Our desire is to believe you, believe the words that you've said, to trust in you, and to follow you every single day of our lives, Jesus. We want to do that. And God, we know that there are sins, there are weights, there are distractions, there are things that would keep us from following you the way you want us to. So give us the strength, Holy Spirit, to put those things down. Even if it seems hard, even if it seems really difficult, God, help us. Give us the strength to stop doing those things that keep us from following you. I pray that you would give that strength and grace to every single person that's here this morning that they would have the ability to stop what they're doing and to follow you. God, that I would have the ability to stop what I'm doing, stop anything that is keeping me from you and to follow you, Jesus. God, I pray that there would be no distraction, nothing that we put our trust in, nothing that we put our hope in above you. Thank you, God, that your kingdom is right here. Thank you that your kingdom is at hand in Boswell, Oklahoma. Thank you that your grace, your goodness, your provision, your love, it's all right here at hand. It's all right here close. And God, we want to see it flowing in our town. We want to see it flowing in this county, in our community. We want to see your kingdom flowing. And so God, give us the grace to grasp that, to drop what we're doing, to stop what we're doing, move past anything that would keep us from you and to follow you, Jesus. You're so good. 
You're so gracious to us. We love you. We thank you for speaking. God, I pray everybody that was praying that prayer that that uh, you would show them what they need to stop doing so that they can follow you. God, I pray that you would help them even as we leave this place, as we leave church. I pray that you would give all of us the strength to go make decisions to follow you, to stop those things, to drop those things so that we can run all of our lives following you, loving you because you love us so much. God, thank you for every family in this place. I pray that you would pour out your love and your goodness over the families here. God, I thank you for for unity, for peace in the homes. God, I, I thank you for just speaking your life and breathing your life over each and every one of our families. Thank you for our kids, this generation. Lord, I thank you that you've called this generation for the time and the place that they're in. You've created them for a purpose. And I pray that they would be a light to their friends, a light in their schools, a light to anybody and everybody that they're around. I thank you, God, for doing powerful things in and through our kids. In Jesus' name, amen.